0: Um sarvas taratudurgani sarvo badrani pasyatu sarva sarvuddhim apnoti sarva sarvatranandatu sarve sukina bhavantu sarveshantu niramayaha sarve badrani pasyantu ma kashti dukkha bhavet may all be free from danger May all realize what is good. May all be actuated by the noble thoughts. May all rejoice everywhere. May all be happy. May all be free from disease. May all realize what is auspicious. May none be subject to misery. Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. Peace, peace, peace be unto us all. Today, Our topic is Buddha and Buddha's teaching. Buddha, only the other day, Buddha Purnima was there. So we take an opportunity every year to think of Buddha and his message. Buddha came to remove the suffering of others. we are in life, but we go through the sufferings which are unavoidable. We look at the life differently when we are young. When we grow, our vision changes we view the same thing from different perspective those things which are very glorious glamorous joyful all of hope and expectation as we mature we see that it is our frustration that which was the cause of joy The same thing Becomes the cause Of our suffering It does not mean that One should be pessimistic But It awakens the consciousness It awakens why We are here Why we suffer And what Is the way out We look at life All these happenings of disease, death, suffering, old age. But we see, but we don't see. But here is a man who saw these very realities of life. We cannot just turn our eyes away from this truth. And just move into the world of hallucination in which we are all comfortable there. Like the crow. How the crow, when the crow gets a bite of food and he has eaten and is extra. Then he wants to hide in some corner. Of course, it will not get back again we will not remember that. But, <laughs> it is called the talking, storing, eh? holding. And what he does, he pa- finds a place and tries to put it, when he puts, he tries to close the eyes, thinking that nobody is seeing it. <laughs> so we also try to think, if we can pay no attention to things, which are realities of life, probably it is not there. It is like a sore covered with some beautiful garden, fragrant flowers. So this Buddha lived for that, Buddha's message to get out of these problems of suffering was the doctrine, not depending on any scripture, not depending on any any book, any person, no person, no book, no scripture, no doctrine. His major thought, which created such a new impact impact, and has led the human mind, humankind thousands of years till today Buddha's message that's why it is no doctrine to follow no philosophy no God no heavens no priest no Vedas and scriptures even no superstition it's a challenge it's a challenging religion why? in every religion you go What is my religion? Oh, my religion, I have this faith, faith system, belief system. I believe in this. What is yours? Oh, my belief is this. And always belief versus belief. My faith versus your faith. So, always the struggle and killing and butchering going on in the name of even religion. And religion has shed such huge amount of blood. Probably not any other war. And it makes people more fanatic, because my religion is attacked now. If you say something against some particular hmm. person, you said, oh, you are attacking me. We immediately take it personalized. And when religion comes, it becomes a deep-rooted sore. Huh? You talk about my religion? Huh? Hmm? So people are very free to just take the sword and chop the head of others. Because, you dare to talk about my religion? So that's why Buddha message is so powerful. You need not have to believe in anything. Look at that life. and Look at your life. And what is the problem? And how can you solve it? You have to solve your problem. The world will not let you solve it, rather the world will create trouble for you uh, so that you cannot succeed in your realization of what is the truth and what you are trying to understand that's why he said it is in Dhammapada Atta Deepa Biharasa, Atta Sarana Ananyang Sarana it is Pali it is also in Sanskrit it can be had. But this is called Deepa Bhava. Atma Deepa. Sanskrit will be Atma Deepa. There is a lamp in you. Be aware of that lamp. Now you philosophize it is void theory, it is theory of non believing in the ultimate truth. Whatever you say. But what, what is the statement is this Deepa Biharasa. You be you you be in the plane of knowing yourself. Atta Sharana, take refuge on yourself. We give our all freedom to other people. I depend on somebody, and somebody has the control over me, and I can cry, I can weep, I can totally be lost because I depend on others. But I depend, don't depend on what is inside. Ananyang Sharana. Not depending on anything else Not even God Not even angels Not even scriptures Not even any person But it is on yourself Stand And that is In another way we can say That is the message of the Vedanta Try to stand on your own feet And don't be a baby all through the life And cry and weep and hold on to somebody And which is not dependable Another point That is not dependable You can hold on But it does not give you that freedom to understand that that is a permanent resort or it is a permanent support. That support is very fickle. So Buddha said, uh, this advice when Ananda was dying, sorry, Ananda was not, Buddha was dying and Ananda, his main disciple, uh, was crying because seeing he will go away, then how shall I survive? I cannot survive without you. And that's human, human nature. If we love someone, naturally our human touch comes in that. But what's the message? Buddha said, Buddha, eh, Ananda, this is not the time to cry. This is the time to be awakened. Or, eh, that's Buddha means awakened. To be awakened. You cannot cry. Just find out the means and get out of it. So this is a powerful, very powerful message of Buddha. Mm. And he also, what he said, that just you see the life, you need not have to believe in any philosophy. So what was his major idea? So Buddha is a state. Sami Vivekananda also defined it. He said about himself, Buddha, Buddha said himself, he is the name of infinite knowledge. With the name of infinite as the sky. And I, Gautama, have reached that state. You will all reach that too if you struggle for it. So here is the message of Buddha. It is I have realized, you can realize. And what is that you to realize? The, the state of infinite knowledge. Where all darkness, all these misconceptions of life, all looking at the life, as if it is all good, 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 good. It is not all good. It is never good. It is every moment bad. Every moment changing. Every moment dying. Every moment a state of pain. And we are camouflaging it and saying, ha, 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 it is good, 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 good. Eh? So, this is a very serious problem with us. So, that, that means, look at the life, In its real perspective, Buddha, you know that his life started there. That he was born in the 6th century BC in Kapilavastu, the foothills of Himalayas. And what he saw, that is the point. He saw disease, he saw old age, he saw death, and he also saw a monk. Who is carefree, have no attachment to the world, and that's why he is carefree. He observed this situation, and that observation was so keen that one time seeing he was awakened at least awakened of the problem, we are not awakened of the problem, we are not aware of the problem and when the disease will be keen, cured. Unless you Diagonize the case What is the disease We go to doctors And what they do They don't just put me into some medicine And nowadays doctors are much difficult Other doctors used to just say something But now doctors will Okay I'll have to test this I'll have to test this I'll have to, Because you know You have to know What is exactly happening We cannot just Throw stone Into an unknown zone so, here in life, we are, so, we are throwing stone into unknown zone. We do not know where we are throwing, where it is going, what it will bring, and how we can get out of it. So, he saw, really, once he saw, that there is a person in a, tottering in a stick. And he said, huh? What is this? Oh, it is old age. Huh? Old age is such a thing? Because he was young And he was kept in that pleasure ground There is no old age There is no point of any suffering That was full of uh, Whatever pleasure Available to the five senses That's all And where is the position of old age there Where is the position of the sick person there Where is the person position of a de- dead person there Because his father had to keep that Because his prediction You know Was that that he may be a big king or he may be a totally renunciate. So his father thought that who will look after my kingdom. So let him be kept in such a way so that no suffering, no cause. There are many, may not be any cause that he gives up and goes into the forest or does something like a recluse or like a monk. That was his attempt and tried now he just saw those things See how A ready ground We need to look at life In a proper perspective He didn't start crying He became more thoughtful He, he thought What is this And where is the way out Many people Are of, of this habit That when the fire starts uh, Start a, a big meeting may continue for two days. oh the fire started in Santa Barbara fire recent fire eh? the firefighters don't do that. They decide and this is the zone and the seat for meeting that is necessary to coordinate. we have to coordinate our senses and everything to get out of it the fighting force, the firefighters. but the fire is on. but what we are doing? We are very happy. We are sitting for philosophy. Ha! Huh, the fire came. Acha! which direction it has come? It has come from the northeast. Why? It should not have come. It should have come from the southwest. Huh? And then, who put this fire? Let us do a research now. And go on researching and finding all this. And by that time, I am becoming old. By that time, my time is going away. This moment is being lost. This particular moment when I am crying and weeping or cogitating with some philosophy, most of us forget our life. It is said that, uh, uh, Shankara has mentioned it, in that when we are very kids and babies, we have no, we do not know what is life. We just played with dolls and toys and then Uh, watching the movie, children's movie, uh, like something, but our our days are gone. When we are young, then youthful plays and dolls and toys take away our time, finished. When you are little, matured, then we are also busy with doing this, doing that, that is important, this is important, this is important, this is important. Wow. And then, when the death knocks at our door, or ultimately we find that our friendship fails, our everything goes away, then we start weeping. And then who will help me? And when we know even to get some help, there is no time. The body does not allow. The mind does not allow. So this is the crisis of our life. The Buddha, at that very site, he found out this problem. And then he finds that what is the cause? Why? Why this chain of life is only a chain. It is going on. Some cause and effect, cause and effect, cause and effect going on. And it is ultimately bringing the conclusion of being off from this world one day. So he tried to find the cause of this suffering. And the means of complete deliverance. Cause, not the cause only. The, the, the disease has been just diagnosed, that there is suffering in life. Come to this philosophy. Philosophy does not say anything else, but only one word, there is suffering in life. Do you believe it or not? So if you believe there is suffering, now the question is, what is the, deliver, what is the way to get out of it? No other question is important. Don't bring any philosophy. If there is suffering, then what is the way to get out of it? If you say it is suffering, can, can anyone have gone and overcome this suffering? Is there any such example? And is there any definite means and ways to get out of it? Then if you know this, then be up and doing to get out of this suffering. And then he went to many religious leaders of his time, many learned scholars, great austere people. And they taught, do this, do that, do that. And he started extreme austerity. That was another thing. Life has pain and suffering, so life is meaningless. So torture your own body, how much you can just go on fasting today is something tomorrow is something don't eat anything and then become skinny become a spiritual personality or you torture your mind go on torturing self torturing ah. and go to the depression no not that he started doing the austerity and what he learned out of it that austerity is meaningless meaningless austerities Austerities, if it does not make you illumined if it does not make your mind strong your body is not capable of holding that spiritual truth your meaningless practice meaningless austerity and he was almost collapsing and at that time, point of time he found out this truth with the pious uh, of Sujata and then he took the middle way and in those days Austerity is a great prestige. Even now austerity has a great prestige. Suppose if I have a beard and matted hair, and then mm, I am skinny or doing something like that. Huh? So something austere, that has a great value. People respect very much. But you look at Sri Ramakrishna and Sami Vivekananda, they are strong people eating, walking, what is this? Is it spiritual? The question is that not to indulge in pleasure, not to be torturing the body. It is torturing. And as he took this middle path, then all the five ascetics who were with him, one by one, one, left. Hey, he has become now a uh, pleasure seeking person. So they left one by one. See? And then Buddha himself went deep and deep and then found out the truth. What he did with iron will, strong will, a mind free from all disturbing thoughts and passions, he endeavoured to unravel through continuous meditation the mystery of the world's miseries till At last, his ambition was crowned with success. So, that is the way. We need a strong will and determined mind and a body fit to practice that type of spiritual discipline. And no superstition in the brain. Clear. You are suffering because of your your desire. Because your karma has pushed you. So, you are to be responsible for that. And you can get out by doing something or lifting off your layers of ignorance from your mind. Be strong. Don't cry. There is no point. And nobody did that. Nobody succeeded in only not working on the samaskaras, working on the superstitious moods which we have accumulated through our centuries and lives and lives, eh? Chur in Hinduism and Buddhism both believe that how many millions and billions of births we are continuing in our life. Moving from one life to the other life to the other life. So he became then enlightened or what is called he attained Buddha, the state of Bodhi. And the message of enlightenment... Which led the foundation of Buddhism spread to the north and south of India. It flooded the whole of India and it overflowed eh, to the other countries also and brought this message to Ceylon, Burma, Siam, in one direction, Tibet, China, Japan, Korea, and others. So, in brief, his teachings, he didn't write any book. His teachings were oral, transmitted. And he used to the language of the common people. That was the Pali during that time. Pali is nothing but Sanskrit, colloquial Sanskrit. It has become common people's language that time. So he went down to the common people. That's why Buddhism took such a tremendous uh, put put in the into the in the mind of whole of indian territory people and the teachings have been divided all after his death his teachings and his whatever was recorded and these teachings recordings have been done in the it is all the scriptures can be divided into the 3 uh, baskets they called three pitak what are the three pitak one is binaya pitak which is the conduct how these monastic organizations will run rules and regulations of the congregation sutta pitak. sutta means the source or the trade or what you call the aphorisms about sermons and dialogues dhammapada become a part of that sutta pitak. And Obhinal, obhidhamma pitak is another branch of that three pitak. So that is called the exposition of the philosophical teachings or the explanation of the suttas. So this is the whole buddhist it is a huge literature but this can be classified in these three. One is the sutta uh, that means it is the sermon, what is the core message, Pitam. that is the, how the conduct of the monks who are lying, trying to lead this life, to get out of this, is will lead the life, the rules and formulas, and Abhidhamma Pitak is the meaning and explanation of the sutta, or the uh, teachings of him. And this gradually developed the, what Buddha taught he that time he was full of fire of renunciation and detachment in every religion, what happens when the the teacher is there, we call the enlightened teachers in their presence, things go very easily because they are the source they are the people are full of energy and power, and they have their life, and afterwards, people forget the principles. It happens in most of the religions. Forget the principles and the goal, hanging on to something else. Anyhow, so the philosophy what Buddha preached can be divided into two divisions. As you know, one is called Theravada, uh, or it is called, by the others, Hina Jana. Jhana means the path, Hina means low, lower path. Because lower means that's only the people split into two. What is called Mahajana? Mahajana, it flourished in the northern side of India, Tibet, China, Japan. And they took the language, Sanskrit language, and many were translated into Tibet and China afterwards. Enormous book were found and that is the Mahajana. They split from the other, which is called Theravada. Theravada is flourishing in the south, and the strongest hold is in Ceylon, Burma, and other countries. And Pali being their language, it is orthodox and faithful to the teachings of Buddha more, depending on the principles, and not to worship Buddha. But this Mahajana people thought they don't worship the Lord Himself as Buddha. So what they will attain? So their idea became worshipping through the life and teachings of Buddha. But here they took, Buddha is a state. It does not matter what you are to follow in the person. You be enlightened, as is Ananda's message, message to Ananda. So, So there came these two groups. And he... The message we can just understand to apply in our life a little bit that this life is has suffering. It is called janma. The birth is suffering. Growth is suffering. And we think now, now being adult, how were there beautiful days when we are kids? Look at the mind of our kids. Or just you pull back yourself. We, we are kids, we have to look at the elderly people who are free, they can go here and there, they can spend their money, they can do, one. and we are all kids, we'll have to do this, we'll have to do that, and we are restricted. Huh? So we thought that was very good. And now uh, we, at this age, look back. Huh? So what a carefree! They have not to think of money, no earning, nothing. And you, know, if the body is also strong and thick, everything is okay. My health is bothering. This is a, so all worries, worries, worries. That was good. So that was good. This was good. Nothing was good. <laughs> in both the state, this was also suffering. That was also suffering. But we look at it uh, in a different perspective. Because of our imagination or wrong understanding. So, Buddha uh, brought this concept that there is suffering. So, four teachings of Buddha is very important. What are the four teachings? First teaching this accept there is suffering. Don't just camouflage it. Don't try to run away. Just say it is there. Every day we are becoming old. Accept it. Don't think that you are the same young guy and try to keep your beauty and keep yourself steady in your youth. You may try, but uh, it will fail. (laughs) 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 So, now, that understand and because you are an embodied being, you have some suffering. Physical suffering, mental suffering, intellectual suffering, You may be physically strong, you don't suffer. Okay? Mentally you are okay. But intellectually, his philosophy versus your philosophy in the brain, hmm, get class. There you suffer. Ego level suffering, of course we all know. Ego is the other area. So in every, physically we suffer, emotionally we suffer. How much we suffer? There is nothing. Only I was emotionally upset. Hurry? Emotionally upset And you suffered So it is we, There is suffering So accept first point That there is suffering Now if you take this premises, There is suffering You have accepted Now the question comes uh, Why the suffering He said there Buddha's next message is There is a cause of suffering Try to find out Why you are suffering You go back, you will see there is some reason. You may project it, somebody did for you, but it is nobody did for you. It is you have done that. You may not understand. You can analyze that and you will find there is a reason. I was reading a book where I came to know that most of our actions are unconscious actions. We don't think, but we did. If you are aware of your conscience did, that you did this. Suppose I ate uh, one type of food, which is very good in taste. Tongue is very happy. Uh, if we eat, and after some days you go and see your cholesterol is high, you cannot blame, oh, ho, oh, the cholesterol, where did it come from? I don't like it. And doctor puts restriction on you. So, the question is that you can find the cause. If you are consciously doing that, that's why, see, those who get diabetic, what happened? Still we love sweets. So, diabetes is there, but uh, yesterday I was in one place uh, having some puja worship and there was a high diabetic lady. She comes and she didn't say anything. She first to grab that Sweets and other things, which is most dangerous for our <laughs> So this is the point. Then, then, then why are you attracted to that? Maybe other people are not. Because I have a diabetes, diabetes, I am more fascinated to have sweets. So here is a question. I said, oh, I eat only some, I have a high diabetes, and if I eat a little bit, it will shoot up. So cause, there must be some cause. And how it came that also there should be certain days I may have not been attentive what I was doing. So the, our actions are not conscious action. If you are walking in a street, if you are not conscious, and you fall down, you cannot blame anyone. Yes, you can blame now Sul, the property where you have you are fallen. Now in America it is possible. India, no. You break your arm, it is your business. Uh, it is, <laughs> you will have to take care of it. Uh, even legitimately someone should help you, but they don't help. That, that is a different word. But here if one falls unconsciously moving, and then, because 100 people are moving, why you fall down? But Because your floor was wrong. No, unconscious action is leading to suffering, where we don't recognize that I did it. But here is Vedanta, here is Buddhism. No, make a conscious movement, then you will understand every action. And then you know what action to be done. So the second point we found, that there is a cause of suffering, as Buddha. That was the revelation. It is not a jyoti, it is not a light, it is, it is not giving a description. One angel came and, and came from there and spoke some message to me. And this is the Message, no It is a, It is an analytical mind Found out a scientific truth That we have this Certain cause is there He analyzed into the mind and depth That yes, this is coming Because of that This is coming because of that So what can I do now Then comes the question, third question Cessation of suffering Yes, when he attained Buddha The state of bud, bud, Bodhi it is eh, that time he understood. Yes, there is a cessation. I saw. Now I attain nirvana. Nibbano. So state can be attained to transcend all this. Cover away. Go go away from this suffering. Suffering will not be able to touch me. There is a cessation. You can do that. And then, how to do that? His own experience told there is a path. You follow that path then you will be able to go. So these two, four causes of our, it is called the Buddhism, four noble causes. Four noble causes. First, diagnose the disease. Meticulously look at life and find out what is the greater disease, best disease or the strongest disease which disturbs us. Is the suffering. We don't want to suffer. Who wants to suffer in this life? But still, we don't look at that and we suffer. Suffering, we take it to be joy. Wrongly, we are thinking, suffering to be my pleasure. And that's why we are reading in the Patanjali Yoga Sutra, Sarvang Dukkham Vivekinam Those who can discriminate, Come to the point. Those who cannot discriminate, they are quite happy. Just tell many people that day one gentleman was arguing, what is the need of God? What is the need of uh, getting into the spiritual life, doing japa, doing that? What is the need of it? I said, okay, no need. Thank you. Be happy. You are quite happy. But the same man will come back one day with this question... Why I am suffering. Maybe by God's grace, He has a beautiful time, beautiful health, beautiful condition, so He does not need anything. But the same person will have to come to this conclusion that if it is so, why it is so? So the four points are very important called the Four Noble Truths. First of all, that there is suffering. And second point, there is a cause of suffering. And that cause being there, it can be totally uprooted so that there is a state of attainment of full knowledge. And to attain that full knowledge, there is a path. So these are the four noble truths, out of which the whole Buddhistic philosophy can be divided into two segments. One is the philosophical part, one is the practical part. If religion only talks about philosophy, that is meaningless if it is not applied in life. And if people talk about some doing something not knowing the philosophy behind, it is also meaningless. That's why you look at that uh, Hindu rituals when they do people see they are putting hand, this just hand gesture, postures, sprinkling this, that, they are doing. And I also don't know. I sit there and I get tired afterwards. That's why young boys don't come to our Vedanto. <laughs> <laughs> and you also you go to the same situation in the Christian church. When they do the mass, one day is good. To observe mass is one day good. You go, observe how it is done, this, that. huh? But they do the same thing, wave like that, and the procession is going on, and seeing how many days you want to see and a young boy said my god get out of it so they they get distracted disturbed by that the point is that it should have a philosophy and it is, should have a practical side how to apply it that should go correlate with the philosophy so that the two points are philosophical point one there is suffering and the third point there the cessation is possible these are theory is it not Theory is that there is suffering in life. And the last point, cessation is possible. Now, what is the way out? That is the practical side. So Buddhism provided the practical side. So, what is that? That is the prescription. Now apply the medicine. We have understood the disease, death, suffering, or everything is suffering to the Viveki, to a man of Discrimination, even the joy is not joy, joy is a suffering. Uh, joy you analyze anything, analytical, you put into the dissection table. Unless you put into the dissection table everything looks so good. You put and dissect, then you will find that, oh my god, what was inside? It's a say name an example that that if you become Say millionaire. It's, naturally it is joy. Is it not? It will be happy. It will be happy. But that million dollar when it comes, anxiety comes. Anxiety comes. How much taxation? How much tax will cut? How, who will take away my money? How my relatives will uh, grab this money? Your anxiety becomes more. Suppose I have no money. I have no anxiety about money. Those who have little money see how we have uh, troubled in this economic crisis. So, why not money is joy? Let it be joy now also. Why not? You have a good house. And Santa Barbara was in fire. All years house. Achha, your house is house. It is joy. You have ten houses. One in Paris. One in London. One in Greece. One in here. One in Santa Barbara. That special place. All the beautiful places built. But when the fire started. Your night sleep goes away. Why? The house is house. So why you should be sleepless? Because this is the thing coming. What is joy? That it's the cause of suffering. Buddha analyzed this. Just look at our life. Anything you find that is very joyful, one day or other, it may come back to you. Uh, It's called backfire. (laughs) In the fire department, they do backfire. (laughs) So they come backfire. What was. whom you loved intensely, very dearly. You see, something happens there. Who is suffering? Huh? Your love was great. You loved that person. And why are you suffering? Why are you crying? Because wherever there is something like that, there is. even the joy is not joy. You eat. As uh, I give the example, suppose you like ice cream and you are given uh, the best ice cream uh, and you are given one scoop, two scoop, three, four, five, ten, twenty, thirty. Then after thirty scoop, what will you say? If you are, can withstand up to thirty? <laughs> then you then say, don't give, don't give. No, no, you will have to take, you will love it. I like to give you. It is joy for you. Go. What happens to that? After 30 scoops, hein, 50 scoops, okay, then, okay, you can withstand up to 50. Then what? It's not only think you cannot take it anymore. It will be a reaction. It will be just man, a terrible torture on you. So, is it joy? Yes, that is joy in one point. But that rebounds like this. I am creating a very gloom, Picture, don't, you may say that I am hammering on the same point again and again. Spiritual life is hammering the same point again and again, nothing else. We all know these things. No, only hammering means it sinks into our mind and tries to see the truth behind. And I am not saying that to cry and weep. In spiritual life we are not crying and weeping. We have to enjoy life. And this is the point Two points are coming. That's why there is a possible escape from this, and you can do that and follow some footsteps of great people. So, look how to do that. There are five precepts and eightfold. What is called the path? Eightfold noble path. It is called. What are the noble path? You all well, know. Just I'll quickly pass through that. It is philosophy understood. That takes whole life. To understand the philosophy that there is suffering. And then comes the urge. I will have to get out. Second point. And if you know the that is theoretically it goes inside. Then comes the practical application of it. How to do it. So lead a what? Right understanding. That is one path. Try to understand everything in right perspective. Right understanding. Don't be mesmerized by the maya and just the superficiality of the things. Just try to understand rightly free from delusion, superstition, etc. Right thinking. Think rightly. That means think high. Think something worthy. We are thinking every day how much time takes our, how much of our time we should be we should be doing those how much t- of our time goes for watching TV and those who have some little more time most of the time TV takes away our time or the newspaper one newspaper versus 20 magazines and 20 newspapers how much you want to know whole world you want to know but don't want to know here there is no time for this but time for everything else is there. So, thinking, right? Think what is worthy, what is high thinking. That's why it's called uh, high thinking and simple living. That gives a wonderful growth in spiritual life. Third point talk rightly, right speech. Right speech means use kind words. And very open and truthful. That is the right speech. One is open and truthful. Truthful should be what is inside, that should be outside. That does not mean what is inside, that outside. Okay, I say everyone's... Uh, to 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 irritate everybody. Because I, I I am truthful. That does not mean you are truthful. You are truthful means what is actually you are saying, does it really go along with the the understanding of your right understanding and how you are to do put it into right action right action pure action honest action peaceful action you can oh, you can i am i am truthful and i am doing good work and go and beating others because they are in your eyes they are bad beat yourself first don't go there that is the Peaceful path. But correct here. Just take the responsibility here. You are not being given the responsibility of the world. We are very generous people. We take the responsibility of the whole world first. To correct you is more important than correcting me. So this is really, really a problem of people belonging to any religion, even in politics, even in everything. Everyone I am to correct. And not correcting myself. So, the right action, whatever action I take, I am doing for good for you. So, I can do whatever. So, right livelihood. You to have to not hurting to leave any living being. That is called the right livelihood. Not to hurt unnecessarily. You cannot survive without hurting something. You eat whatever you eat. Uh, you are hurting, in a sense, little bit others. But that is not considered. But you don't need it and just go and kill something, kill somebody. That is called hurting. It is not necessary. So, right effort. What is the right effort? If that is the truth, how I can restrain myself. How my senses can be detached. How I learn detachment in everyday life and practice. And right mindfulness, that means active, watchful mind. What is in this country now Buddhism has become very popular on this point. Watchfulness of the active mind. Mind is thinking, oh, vipassana meditation and others. What's your mind? What is happening? What is coming? Where is it coming from? Nobody is pouring in your mind. It is coming from your mind. Try to see that. And it is coming from your past sanghaskaras. And that sanghaskara, you ought to eradicate it. If you don't, then you suffer. And last, right concentration. That means in deep meditation eh, to realize the truth. That means all these eightfold, it is called the path, and this path is to be followed, the noble path. And that makes the person peaceful, and that makes the society peaceful, if such people are more in the society. And that five precepts they call And those five precepts are based on these principles are very simple. To abstain from killing, abstain from stealing, from adultery, from lying, and liquor or addiction, liquor addiction, obsessiveness. Hmm. Liquor is necessary, maybe some country, some place, people take it for health reasons. That is not the point, obsessiveness. Excuse me. So now, these are the major philosophies. And now the question comes, it is not because believing in any god, or any eh, any god, any holy man, or anything, but it is talking about finding the truth within. How to do that? It is a path of analysis. So, he talks about this analysis. It is called the Samut Path it has been started with the philosophy of Buddha's teachings Buddha didn't say this but it has been developed that's a very important analysis of life if we can go step by step see how it means certain truth there is so much reality behind it first of all (coughs) as we have started from that point that is the We have jara, we have marana. Jara means old age or disease. And marana is the death. My question comes, why the jara and marana? He gives this point. It it is a philosophy. That philosophy is called infinite causes in a circle. This circle, 12 points are rotating. We are not aware. Be aware of these points and take advantage of this. What he is saying? That we will put the first question why there is jara, old age, why there is death, why there is disease. What should be the reply? Why? Tell me. Reply is because you are born don't don't jump into uh, the ultimate uh, result it is a step by step journey in your mental plane so the first question when you say as i am feeling in my life or seeing others life there is jara there is marana there is badhi death old age and disease ultimately death is the terrible thing we are too we don't want to die huh? So that is. Why it is? Because you are born. Okay, I was born. But why I was born? Born because you have a... Why you are here? Why you are not in some other place? Why you are here? Because you wished. Isn't it? Not? You wanted. Is that a reasonable cause or not? No, I don't know. No, I came only here. No, you didn't come here. You have planned it or you thought that today I will be benefited or I will spend some time in this. That's why you came. So you are born. Nobody has goaded you to be born here. That means it is you, subjectively. You have will and that's called the tremendous will to be born. And it was in your mind and this prepared your future birth then he says uh, why did this desire come you are talking about that will, will came, not desire will, but that's the same thing as desire why if this life is so much pain and suffering, why I will like that somebody forced upon me, well no The there was a thirst for it why you went to a uh, lake eh? in a desert because you have a thirst why you move that direction because you have a thirst thirst means trishna that's a big word in buddhistic philosophy and vedanta also our all suffering is my thirst What I am thirsty for thirst for enjoyment, experience of the pleasure and that will give me joy this connection of the senses with the objects will give me joy. Yeah, there is Rasugulla and my tongue is here. When it is connected, ah, it is very good. Huh? An object is there and my eyes see that, ah, it is very good. Uh, there is some music going on, classical or whatever. And my ear connects, Ha, ah, it is very good. Oh, ah, it is bitter. So, because this is the thirst is there. If thirst leads us to... Suppose in Hollywood Bowl, there are so many programs going on. you don't, people don't go every day. they select which day they will go. Why? Depending on the thirst for the particular play or particular music or particular whatever. So that is the point. Then this thirst, thirst for life and its enjoyment. Thirst came oh. I'll be happy by this way. I'll be happy. And there is an urge inside. Thirst. Attraction. For experiencing of the infinite name and form through the different bodies. I enjoy through this human body, male, male body, now female body, this body, to that body, to that body, to this body. I want to enjoy. And I have the desire. I'll get more joy through this. More joy through that. That's why... The thirst came. Then the thirst came from where? You know, thirst came from your bedona. They call bedona touch or will generated some sensation or experience. Once you touch something, oh, it is soft. Huh? It is warm. I like it. Oh, it is sweet. I like it. So once you touched. Without once touching, you have no experience. You cannot be thirsty. Suppose you go to see a movie, and when you come back, you inspire others. Oh, have you seen that? It is fantastic. It is this and this. Once you saw that, you connected, your senses connected there, and then creates a memory, and creates a thirst for a second time. So that is called Vedana. And then, this Vedana, this experience came because of this touch, touch of the senses, and the mind with the external object. Senses, five senses, and the mind must be there, without mind, uh, no experience is possible, and then the object should be there. That is the Shada Ayatan, six. And it is, why? Because, it is because I have a ego, I will enjoy this. It is there, inside. I is behind. And that I, the consciousness of my ego, that is changing every day, it is called Vijnanodhara. So according to Buddha, this visible world is Nisatta. It has no ultimate reality. has no permanent entity. It is only a chain of experience. See, every moment... From morning till now, it is a chain of experience, is it not? What else? You woke up. You saw the picture uh, of your, say, if you have a picture, or uh, you saw that picture when you woke up. Uh, then you went to, perhaps, grab something for a cup of tea or something. It is all experience. One experience, another experience, another. Now, now at this point, what you have done from early morning till today. This is all experience And its it has gone back It is only memory now So changing, changing, changing everything And that is the experience coming And that is come, where did it come from? Why I run for these changes? Because you have a samaskara It is a deep rooted impression And that has come from where? Samaskara came from where? It has come from your ignorance That's finished We cannot say where it has come from Ultimately it—it it is on ignorance Because you are not A man of wisdom. Try to know yourself. Try to know this truth. It will not affect you anymore. So that is the in brief, this big philosophy of infinite cessation in a circle. So whatever Buddha said is the point that it is for the good of all of us. So Buddha said that the dharma of Tathagata does not require a person to go into the homelessness or to resign the world unless he feels Called upon to do so. But the dharma of Tathagata or Buddha requires every person to free himself from the illusion of self. To cleanse his heart. To give up his thirst for pleasure and to lead a life of righteousness. Thirst for pleasure means thirst which gives a temporary joy. And that temporary joy changes and changes and changes. And dependent on bringing pain and suffering at the end. So that is the major teaching of Buddha and our inspiration should be to get out of it. Thank you. Om Durjana Sajjano Bhu Sajjana shanti mapnuyat Muktaschan Om Shanti 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 May the wicked become virtuous. May the virtuous attain tranquility. May the tranquil be free from bonds. May the free people make others liberated and free from peace, peace, peace be unto us all.